back to another episode of an extra dose podcast we're back we're with a new episode for you guys thank you guys so much for tuning in to all of our other episodes we love hearing from you guys and all of your support on our podcast it means so much and if you guys are new we're glad to have you we are alexis and samantha bellbell of a doubledose.com that's our blog we have our own accounts on instagram which is probably how you found us maybe maybe not and our podcast is just an extension of our brand we love talking with you guys i feel like it's like an open dialogue we can share everything from wellness to fashion to just like random stuff that we like so thank you guys for tuning in so today we are going to be starting with the big sale that's happening i know we've we've probably covered the sale for what like three or four years now yeah probably and i know this year is really different because of COVID and maybe a lot of you guys don't have money to be spending. Your financial situation might be a little different than other years or you're just trying to spend less money on clothes and all that stuff. But with that being said, I think if you are doing some shopping, it's a good time to get some fall stuff. I will say a lot of times they do repeat some styles, like their their key pieces. They kind of redo every year or they just slightly change because they're made for the Nordstrom sale, the anniversary sale. If you guys don't know what the anniversary sale is, I feel like everyone does, but it's a big... Well, some people don't know what sale you're talking about. It's a big... I mean, there's always so many sales, so it's kind of confusing. Back in the day, like, when we were growing up, the Nordstrom sale, there were only two sales a year for Nordstrom. They didn't have random sales, and now I feel like, you know, every store does them all the time. But that this sale, the anniversary sale, is a time where you can... You save a lot of money on fall stuff. Some of it only goes on sale for the Nordstrom sale. They have a lot of some designer stuff, some boots, booties, jackets. Is that thing? That's what my favorite thing to buy is during the sale. But you know, I have people that you know buy you know jewelry or random stuff or just stuff that you're looking for, and it's for all the family. So it's for home, women's fashion, children, men, um, beauty stuff, workout. Yeah, athletic wear. I mean, it's on their whole store. Um, I mean, it's not the whole store, but I mean, all they, different departments. They have different departments, so it's a great time to buy stuff. My top things, like I said, to be to shop for would be like coats and jackets. They have some great stuff on sale. Shoes. I mean, they have great work shoes, and then like boots and booties. They have great denim on sale. If you want like a pair of like more expensive denim or even lower price, they have some of that. They've had some good cardigans, like stable pieces. Um, and then the beauty stuff, they have some really good stuff on sale, but I want to quickly explain like how the sale works. So we did a blog post on it, um, I think last month just to kind of get you guys ready, but they did change things a little bit this year. Typically there's a pre-sale or there's an early, what is it called? Early access. Early access. And then there's the regular access for everybody else. I mean, not that you're like an outcast and you don't have it, but we <laughs> do not the cool piece. Yeah. You're not with the, we're not, you're not with it, but so basically, that's how it used to be. It used to be one day was early access, and they'd wait a week, and then be the next, you know, for everyone else who doesn't have a Nordstrom card. So the the way you get early access is you have to have a Nordstrom card, and that's how it's always been. And we didn't have one for the longest time, and I think we got ours probably like five, four or five years ago. And the main reason I got it was was not actually for the sale. I mean, obviously that, well, I think it kind of was. But now I feel like I use it so much because I have the one that's a Visa card, so I can use it when, when places don't accept uh, American Express, which is what I use a lot. Um, they take the Visa credit card. You know, if they offer, only offer Visa, I can always use that card, and then I get points 
you know, for my Nordstrom stuff. So it's like a win-win. But you don't have to get the Visa one. Um, they have other options. But anyway, we've had our card, and obviously that gives you the access. This year, though, I think they started it kind of last year, but this year it's even more um, enforced where it's – I think it's four different dates for early access, which is kind of confusing. So the first access started on August 4th, and that was for, um, I think it was the icon, yeah, icon icon level. So that means like you you spent a, well, you spent a lot of money, for one, if it's just in plain terms. But you're the highest tier. So then from then on, it goes August 7th, and then August 10th, and then August 13th. So it just depends where you're categorized based on like how much you spend on your Nordstrom card. So... Um, you know, you'll fall into one of those categories and then that will be the day that you get a shop. So this applies for online and in store. So let's say your day was August 4th, then you would have access to go to the store and also online and you could shop everything on that day. And if you guys are wondering how they track that, they track it on the back end and you'll have to log in like even to preview when before all this happened. You could preview it, I think it was as early as July yeah, that 24th. Was, that was new this year because in past years, this is crazy, but the sale would usually, I think last year didn't launch at the time, but in the past, the last two, like, years, two ago, years ago and all before, and before, it would always launch at 2 a.m. It would launch at midnight Pacific time, so it was 2 a.m. in Dallas Central Time. And so you could not preview the sale. I mean, obviously we would go sometimes and, and you they would let us try stuff on ahead of time, but they changed everything this year. But anyway, you could not go and like find anything on the website until 2 a.m. our time. I think it was 3 a.m. in the East Coast. Oh, my God. It's hard to think back And so we would have to get up or we would just stay up and we would get all the links for, every, for, all, for all of you guys to, to share. But what would happen is there would be so many people on the website, it would start crashing. And then we wouldn't be able to get the link. It would be – and I was like a zombie. It was like a whole thing. So last year they started changing it to – I think it launched like on, a, on a, like at 12 o'clock or something during the day at noon. So – or maybe it was 10 Something Pacific. like that, yeah. And so it was a little bit easier. And then this year they made it totally different because you could preview the sale. Like you could go on Nordstrom.com. You can do it even if you're not able to shop it right now. You could go on the website and you could bookmark or save all your things that you like to your favorites or your wish list. And that way like you know what you're looking for when it's your day. But – you couldn't do that before another year. So it was kind of nice for us because um, it just saved us a lot of time and headache. We could see what we wanted to share with you guys ahead of time and see what was on sale that we owned already. So it just helped a lot. But if you are not a card holder, I think you can still, I might be wrong, but I feel like you can still um, sign up to get a card through the sale. You can do that um, until like early access ends. So I think you might be able to do that and then shop the sale. Obviously, like your day would probably be the 13th because that's the last, you know, it's the last period. But if you do not want to get a card, you just want to wait, your day would be August 19th and that will be access to up to the public. Uh, everyone can go in the store or online and buy whatever you want. I will say that the reason that you want to have a card and the whole reason with the early access is not just to be like annoying, but stuff really sells out. Like, I mean, I remember last year it sold out within like a day or two and people were very upset because they're like, I don't think it's not even my turn yet. I don't, I have to wait another week, but stuff sold out and people ask about the restocks. And I mean, usually they don't like once stuff sells out, it's very rare they, that they, they restock. I will say though that in the fall they start, they come back to their website, some of the pieces and they're fully stocked. But the thing is they're not on so if you want something that's regular I mean you want to save the money now's the time to get it don't hesitate you can always return it later you can buy it and I know people hate putting stuff on credit cards I, I get it or I, I guess if you don't have early access you can um you can shop with cash or whatever you like to do but if you are shopping with early access I think it's worth it just to buy it you can always return it later 
don't worry about that. Like I would buy both sizes if you're unsure just because it will be gone. I promise you people, I get messages probably all the way until the fall asking about stuff and I'm like, it's not going to come back. I mean, it may come back, but it's it rare. Not. It's rare if it does. It's just because people are returning. And I feel like this year. And then now with the I returns, like, it's no, going to be. No, and I feel like with the returns and with COVID, like just, I bet you these retail, these brands are not making, they're not producing as much, um, si- as many quantities, sizes and quantities yeah. of all colors and sizes and stuff like that. So I feel like. This it's year, gonna I feel longer. like it's going to be gone. I don't think they're going to stop. And I, we didn't go to the store this year. If you guys followed, followed us last year, the year before, you know that we went to the store and tried stuff on. I know a lot of bloggers did that this year. We did not. We're just, uh, we're going to tell it later in the episode, but Millie is very sick, and we just thought we had a lot of stuff from last year, and we did cover some new stuff, but we thought we would just share, you know, what we had, some newer stuff that we uh, that we end up getting, but we didn't do the in-store try on this year. Um, it's just a lot of work goes into it, obviously, and we're just like, you know what? I think it's just better. Also, the stores, I think they're limited on quantities, too. So I think this is the year, if you do shop, this is the year to probably do online because... I feel like I heard the stores are going to have limited quantities. Trying on stuff is kind of really tough because they have limited dressing rooms. And, and not I, every, I don't think every store is letting you try yeah, on. Yeah, and I did read that they are going to be doing some kind of 24-hour sanitation process. I mean, I don't know how. I'm not sure if that's true. Yeah, but. I don't know if it's, that's what they said. But um, So it's kind of like it's hard to find stuff. So I would definitely stick with it online. And, um, yeah, so that will be the 19th if you guys are shopping the public sale and I mean like I said they do other sales but this one I feel like there's key pieces that go on sale and they do sell out you know if you're the whole the difference is um with stuff that you're like getting on sale usually like it's always unless you're doing some crazy sale it's usually stuff that's like out of season so like yeah in the fall they'll have all the summer stuff on sale and obviously in the spring they had all the fall stuff from the previous year on sale this is all completely new styles Usually, like, they haven't been released yet. So, this is what you're going to be buying in the fall. It's just discounted. It's pretty much ahead of time and on sale. Yeah. And so, they actually do. I feel like I've never really paid attention to the beauty stuff on sale. Because I'm always like, clothes, 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 (laughs) and shoes. But... This year, I did look at the beauty stuff, and I surprisingly own a lot of the stuff on sale, which I was like, I should probably get seconds of the stuff when I run out, because they have a lot of stuff on sale that's worth checking out. We have them all linked on our blog, and I'll share the link in the show notes to that post, but they have tons of stuff like that I use all the time, like the St. Tropez Tanner. Olaplex. Yeah, they have Olaplex. They have T3 Blow Dryer and Curling Iron that we both use, our mom uses too, and they just have tons of stuff that in like gift sets, like they have like, or not gift sets, but like sets like they have like the moroccan oil charlotte tilbury yeah they have that that lip color yeah it's a really good color for any skin tone and they have like the it comes like with a set like uh liner lipstick and gloss i think and then they have like a moroccan oil set which i love using on my hair when i blow dry or just like to smooth over flyaways uh, I'm trying to what else they have. They have a good amount of stuff, and it's really worth checking out because it's a good time to get, like, those little bundle buys, and they have, like, a bigger size of some of the items so that are only for this anniversary sale. So definitely get those, and don't wait on those because I think those will sell out too, especially the Charlotte Tilbury that always sells out. So speaking of beauty stuff, we have been using this tool for a while now, but we wanted to share with you guys. We shared it in our last episode. And it's from Beauty Bio. It is the Isabel Glow Pro Blush Crush Set. And so if you don't know what it is, it's a micro-needling tool. So you can use it on your face. You can use it on your lips. And it comes, the little, the pack that I'm talking about comes with a bunch of stuff in it to use. But 
We love the tool because it helps stimulate collagen. So if you have fine lines or you just want more youthful, plumper looking skin, I really feel like I really notice a difference. I feel like there's great results. I feel like especially like you know, you've been using it on your lips too. I have two, mm-hmm. even though I have lip filler. Like I can see it definitely stimulates it. You can feel. I like feeling stuff, and it really when you're done using it, you just use it for like I don't think it's very long, like sixty or ninety minutes. I mean seconds. Um, each section. Yeah, on each section of your face and. You're not, I mean, it's just easy. You can just do it while you're like scrolling through your phone or something, kind of roll it on your face or just, I don't know, watching watching something on TV. It'll go by quickly. And it does stimulate. It feels like when you're done, it kind of feels tingly, but not. it's not painful at all. And then if you want to try one of their other products, it's called The Quench. You can follow up with that after you use the tool. Um, it's just like a cream. It's really boosting um, lipids and stuff like that to make your skin look better and more uh, recovers more from like dry skin and other stuff like that. And also this tool, what I love about it the most is it helps your serums and moisturizers really sink in deeper than it normally does. So I think it's worth a shot. If you guys are looking for something to try and add to your skincare routine, go to beautybio.com and use code DOUBLEDOSE for 15% off your purchase. And thank you to BeautyBio for sponsoring this episode. So like I mentioned earlier in the episode, we have been with Millie. We kind of mentioned in the previous episode, I think, with our mom. But if you guys kind of missed it, sadly, she was our dog. Oh, she she's still our dog, luckily. But she was our dog. I keep saying she was. She is our dog. Um, and, well, she's actually a parent's dog now. But she was our dog in college. And that's when we got her. And she's going to be 10 in November, but sadly, she has been diagnosed with cancer, which is really, really tough to hear, I mean, for anyone in your family. But she's been diagnosed. She also is in heart failure, so poor thing is going through a lot. She, um, I did open up to you guys in stories a couple weeks ago, and you guys were so, it was just so supportive, and you guys had the best tips. And I thought we'd kind of share like what we're going through and some stuff that you guys shared and some stuff that we read online just to kind of, you know, if you're grieving over a dog. I think some of these apply to like family members too, but. Um, <laughs> well, they are a family member. Yeah, I mean like humans, but we, uh, we've gone through like deaths in our family, but no one like in our family unit luckily yet. So, you know, it's been like grandparents and stuff like that, other family members, but I, you know, we've never lost a dog. This is our first family pet. And growing up, we didn't have a dog. We we always wanted one. Uh, when I was younger, one of my mom's friends dared, said, like, oh, if you jump off the high diving board, I'll, you know, I'll get them to get you a dog. And I did it. I think I almost broke my neck, but. <laughs> the high dive. Yeah, it was like a really high you diving guys, board. You know, if you back in the day when they yeah, the high dive. It was dive, like a little short. It was, it was really a little baby one. one. And I dove, I, didn't do I dove off of it. Like, an, I don't know she what wanted, I was thinking. She wanted it. That's how badly she wanted so the dog. So I remember I got in the water. I fell in the water. You know, like I plunged in, the wa- plunged in the water. And I had like really bad whiplash. And I was like, I mean, luckily I didn't You're like, myself. this was worth it for the dog. I got up and I was like kind of scared. I was like, oh my God, I hope I can like. Because that's like scary. Yeah, I know. I know. And that is really really dangerous okay so i get out of the pool my mom's like "Eh, very funny like you're not getting one she was probably like oh shit yeah (laughs) so we didn't needless to say we didn't get a dog we had we didn't we didn't like my mom didn't grow up with any my dad had a dog when he was older 
But we didn't grow up with dogs, as you can tell. And my mom didn't grow up. She, I think she had like a bunny or hamster or something like that. She did not grow up with a dog. So she didn't really understand. Like, she was not an animal lover. People always joke. Uh, she would be like grossed out by people's dogs. She did not. She was not a dog person. When they would lick her, she would get grossed out. And she just, she's like, I don't want one. I don't want one. I don't want the responsibility of it, which I understand. But she just didn't grow up with that, with that being in her family. So she didn't, she wasn't like, oh, I have to have one for my kids. Yeah, so we finally, like, and I think, like, in high school, no, uh, middle school, no, oh. middle school, we got a hamster, and it was really terrifying because my mom, it was so sweet, she surprised us with a hamster. She Even hates, though she's not an animal She lover. hates animals, yeah. I'm not no, hate. she doesn't, Alex, no. <laughs> oh she doesn't have, like, an animal touch, you know, like, she's not, like, when dogs would lick her and stuff. I already younger. said all this. Oh. I literally just repeated oh, all okay, this. okay, sorry. <laughs> um. I was so caught up because you cut me off. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> by the way, this is inside to our relationship. <laughs> about 24 the blame game. About 24 hours a day. Okay, so the hamster, she surprises with this hamster and it, we get we get home and I was like so excited. I was like so excited to play with it and then <laughs> we looked at it and it had like these red scary eyes. <laughs> and I was like I didn't want to say anything cuz I felt bad my mom had gone through all this effort. She already bought like the she cage. She bought the cage, like the food, toys. like everything. Yeah. I mean, toys. Well, they, they have like little wheels yeah, they, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so a dog. So, like, you know. we're like I like Sam and I looked at each other like, "Oh my god, we're like in middle school." We're like, "Oh no." So then <laughs> I finally had to tell her, like, I'm scared. I don't even want to put my hand in there. Like, I'm scared it's going to bite me. It kind of would nip at you. It was scary. I was, so we took it back. I mean, I'm sorry, but we did. <laughs> <laughs> so then I think we also had fish, but we only had, you know, when you get the fish, the fish tank, and you get, like, the starter fish, you know, the ones that, like, get the fish going. I don't know what it's going. called. <laughs> <laughs> get them going. You they, get, get, they get they the get party the going. Ready. They get the party going, and then you get, and then you get, like, other fish. But ours lasted, like, a really long time, and we were really we Took sad. really good care yeah, of it. We <laughs> I remember we were leaving to go downtown, and we put the little food in there. And they died, or what? And I don't know. I think one day we're like, "Oh, it's, he's not moving." They like didn't come to the surface. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> we would check on them. All um, the time. So yeah, we never had. A, so we didn't really have a dog. Um, well, actually, no. Sorry, we did get a dog in high school, and it was really cute. It was like black and white. I think it was like a multi poo or something. Super cute. Yeah, and we got him. We did not rescue him. I'm sorry. Like, don't get mad at us. We, we did later in life. Guys. Yeah, we did. It paid off later, but we did not rescue him. And he was acting kind of weird, like when we got him. And so we took him to the vet. You know, you take him to the vet. Like I don't know, do you, do you typically do that when you get a dog? I don't remember. Well, I mean, they're puppy. Like, they have to go get. Some oh shots right, and but stuff. but we had just literally gotten him. We know. took him to the vet. Oh, I know, because he wasn't like breathing well. I don't know, something weird like that. And he ended up having parvo. We took him to the ER. The emergency room at late at night because he stopped breathing and I remember it was like oh my so God, traumatic. I, yeah, it was we were traumatic. there. It was so traumatic. And my parent, my mom was like, she was like balling. And she was like, no, we're not doing this again. So that was the end of our dog fiasco. Then a couple years later, probably like four or five years later, maybe three or four years later, I was like, we live in Austin. We have our own place. I want a dog. So then I we were home for like winter break one year. I think it was our sophomore year, and we. God, I found this is like back in the day when you had to like look in like on the classifieds. I guess you still could, but like, well, we could have rescued. I don't. Her, yeah, I wasn't. We didn't. I didn't. Really, that was later. Yeah, in life. I didn't rescue her. I'm sorry. Like I, I paid. I did it later. But we, I found her. I remember we went to New York. It was like winter break. We went to New York, and I, I'd already found Millie. I mean, I found her in the newspaper or like the online classified ads in like, 
and you know, it's kind of sketchy. Like, you don't know. We went and saw several dogs, and I, like, at other people that I found lying, and they were just like, you could tell they weren't, like, really taken care of. And I was like, I don't know. So we found this one. We found, well, this one. We found Millie. And I remember we're in New York, and I made my mom. I was like, can you call them and, like, can you find out, you know, what the deal is? Like, what, you know, if she's available, whatever. So they called, she called, and she kept being like, no, we're not getting her. So when we got back into town, they were like, okay, we can meet you up. So we met in the mall parking lot in El Paso. And it was in the mall? I don't yes, even remember that. We were at the other mall, like not near our house. Um, and we met with the owners, and she they were both really sweet, and they had her in this little basket. She was so freaking the cute. Blanket. Yeah. She had a little toy in there. And she was a small little thing, like two, three pounds. And I, my mom, my dad was out of town and he was like, and she was like, if we don't like the dog, we don't want to get it right now, then we're just going to say we have to ask your dad. And I was, I mean, well, she was basically saying we're not a hundred percent in love with her because, you know, it's not fair to the dog. So of course I saw her, of course, in typical fashion, Sam was like, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good idea. My mom was like kind of on her side and I was like, no, we're 100% Alexis getting. Alexis putting her foot down. I was like, no, I saw the dog. I saw the dog. I saw Millie and I was like, oh my God, I have to. She's so freaking cute. She wasn't barking yet. <laughs> she was, I was going to say, in typical, she was angelic in the basket. Yeah, she, she was, was so quiet. She was so cute. And um, so we, of course, you're all sold. Like, you have to get her. So we got her. And we took her home, and we had never had. We only had that dog that had parvo for like a day or something. We brought her home, and we didn't know it was like so overwhelming. We didn't know what to do. We had she like, was like really little. She, she was, was really was... small, like this black little thing. We had like puppy pads everywhere, the pee pads. We had like I don't know what we were doing when we leave. We didn't leave her very often, but we had to go like run an errand. We would put her with the with the radio on. I don't know. It's like so ghetto, but yeah, we did that. And then like I remember we were so excited to play with her. She would run around. Then our dad. Got Got back from being out of town and he was like oh my god he's in love with her um and so then we after like a week or two we went back to, to ut for school for the spring semester and we brought her back we drove eight or nine hours i don't know and she did really well in the car i remember and i mean this is like 10 years ago and i remember like it was yesterday yeah, i and, remember stopping on the yeah road. and we got her back we would, and then she was with us. We would take her on walks all the time in our, by our apartment. She would bark. She would, <laughs> like, she would go to the bathroom everywhere because we did not really, like, we were really good about taking her out because we lived in a high rise. And I was like, oh, I'm going to train her to go on She was pads. also, well, she would, the issue with her is, Yorkie, if you guys have Yorkies, you guys know. Well, she's not, let me clarify. I think she's a silky. We don't think she's a Yorkie. Okay, my point is she's some kind of terrier. They bark a lot. Comparing to our other dog, Lucy, Lucy's, like, super chill. Millie definitely has some sass, and I know a lot of people have messaged me that I've like terrier owners. They always say they bark all the time, and they're not the easiest to train, but we love her. But it was just a little bit hard doing that in a building, and she was being a puppy. It was just a lot, and just comparing her to Lucy, I love them both so much, but they're completely different personalities. Yeah, and then, so, I'm going to kind of go back. So, Lucy... We've shared before, but we actually ended up adopting her and rescuing her. So we did do our good part with her, but um, no, and I definitely recommend. Rescuing. I recommend definitely rescuing over, you know, buying or shopping for a dog because you're doing something good for the dog. And I can imagine, like after you know, just having a dog in general, how anyone can abuse their dog like that or just leave them and neglect them. But anyway, we're very we love both of them very much. And with Millie, so. She got died. She had. She's already in heart failure. We already knew that for a while, but or a couple months. But um, she's been on medications to kind of help with that until you know until it doesn't work anymore for her. But the cancer, 
you know, just to summarize, she had like a little spot, like a little scab on her back and it was really small. And then all of a sudden, uh, it started, we didn't really, I mean, we did realize, but one minute to the next, it got really big. And my mom kept taking her to the vet. They told her they didn't know what it was, that it could just be like, I don't know what they said it could be, that they could just give her like a steroid cream or something. She didn't know what it was. And then cut ahead to a couple weeks ago, it got, you know, it was really big. I said, mom, it doesn't like it was bleeding and scabbing everywhere and she would leave blood everywhere. And she took her to the vet like, okay, we'll biopsy it. And I ended up being cancerous, unfortunately. And we were all crushed. Um, I mean, we both kind of, we all kind of knew that it was not something good, but they kept saying it was like, you know, they didn't think it was cancer. Or I don't know what they thought. So then she, my mom took her to an oncologist to see what her options were. And they said, well, it's pretty aggressive. If it spread, then, you know, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to talk about that. And if it didn't, then we might be able to do different stuff. So unfortunately, it did already spread. And we were all, again, devastated again. And this happened a couple weeks ago. So since then, I mean, she's on some medications. And so many of you guys shared some great tips with me for what got you guys through it and what you, you know, wish you would have known or anything like that. So we thought we would share just kind of stuff that you guys shared. And obviously we're going through it now, so we don't have the best experience or advice. But I can tell you that we're savoring every moment with her, which is what you should be doing anyway. But I think when something happens like this, whether it's like a family member or like a dog or, I mean, they are a family member, but it's like a pet or something like that, you definitely start to appreciate everything more. So yeah, I think my number one tip aside from the ones we're going to share is whether it's a family member meaning a dog or someone really close to you, a friend or a sibling or a parent. It's just so important every day. My biggest takeaway is really, really, really value your time with everyone. It doesn't, it shouldn't be a horrible diagnosis that should get you there. I think everyone's so busy with their life, with COVID, all the stuff, crazy stuff that's happened this year makes you appreciate the things, but it also makes your life really hectic. And I know for even myself, like for example, during this Nordstrom sales, like we're so busy, but I'm really trying to prioritize the things that are really important in my life. And of course, you guys are. I love sharing all my content with you guys, but I am doing everything I can to clear it to back up. She lives with our parents. Um, during college, you know, our schedule became super hectic with traveling for work and interviews and stuff like that. And when we came home one of the summers, our parents got so attached to her that we were like, okay, we I almost felt guilty like taking her from them. So we ended up leaving her there and they have been the best parents ever to her. So she's kind of all of our babies. They spoiled her way more than I probably would Yeah, they spoiled so. her like crazy, as you guys can imagine. And we love, we have Lucy and they, they always play together. We see Millie so much because now that they live like 40 minutes from us, we see them so much and Millie so much but now we've been trying to come as often as we can and hang out with her and just save her every moment but I do like to say like try to do that now don't let a diagnosis change how you feel about someone show them all these things and save every moment no matter what you know if they're healthy and you know they're healthy if they're not I just it makes you appreciate like I look at my parents now and I'm like oh my god like I need to you know like not that I should change everything but I save her every walk every moment I get with them because I unfortunately watch them go through um, their parents passing away and it was really traumatic even being a child and seeing how hard it was for them I, don't, I can't even imagine for the those who guys that have lost someone so with that being said we'll share a few more tips related to that yeah so they the first kind of thing that I read was basically and I know a lot of you guys shared this with me, shared this with me too is to kind of be watching their behavior and just see like how it changes if they're losing interest in stuff they normally love like 
you know, Millie loves her little healthy teeth treats and she loves chicken and rice and sweet potato. Like if she stopped not wanting to eat those anymore, we would definitely know that, you know, we both definitely need to think about um, options, you know, to help her cross that little rainbow as you guys were telling me. So it's a really hard, you know, it's hard to come with that solution that to come to that point but I think you also have to think about like it's a dog's life you don't want them suffering you want them to have a good life you don't want them having a painful end of their life so it's it's too selfish to be like well I want them around I mean you just can't do that so I think it's better for both parties if you just kind of make that choice when you need to so they're saying like you know to value how much pain the dog is in it's hard to know because you know they can't talk but I feel like they can definitely act differently um, can they breathe normally? Can they see and hear normally? I mean, this obviously is going to, it depends on what, you know, what they're experiencing. You know, if they're older, they lose hearing or whatever. Um, are they able to perform their favorite activities? So like Millie loves going on walks. If we take her like on short walks every day, just like, just to get her out. And, um, I think that really helps her feel better and like boost her, her emotions. But as of now, we can tell yeah. that she's still loving them. Yeah. So that's always she, good news. Um, is she able to eat and drink normally? Um, are they? Are you able to sleep? Is the dog able, like sleeping all the time? Are they? Do they look depressed? And they are. Are they able to communicate well? Which we she as of now she's still barking like her normal self. So we're happy to see that. I mean, we obviously we'd love to see her. You know, when she used to bark, we're like, oh my god, stop! Fuck, this is horrible. But now we're like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> like bark all you want. Um, and then obviously, you know, when that time comes, we went. There's some tips they read about dealing with shock denial and grief. I feel like we. I mean, we all knew it was something bad, but to really imagine them not, like, her not being around anymore, like, every little thing that she does, like, going through her doggy door or, like, barking at the door, barking at her leash, when my dad comes home, she always welcomes at the door, like, any dog, and it's just, like, thinking of those moments that she won't be around. And she's a classic tummy rubber. Oh, yeah. Tummy belly rub dog. She lo That's, like, her signature move. So, I think just, you know, when we first got the initial news, the heart failure was back in April, and then you know, you, you think about it, you know, you don't have like a ton of time left with her, but you kind of like, okay, well, she's on the medicine, she's feeling better, you know, it was shock initially, but then this cancer diagnosis is really like, you know, it was very, very rough. Because um, we were told four to six months, and I don't even think it's going to be, like, some people told me that, oh, my dog lasted way longer than what they said, some people said they didn't, and I personally, I mean, four to six months, like, what's her quality of life? Like, we're not definitely not going to make her push that you know if she's not feeling well but for now she's still doing well we're giving her her medications we're doing stuff that she loves and that's what a lot of you guys told me was to cherish all these moments take a million videos and pictures like even if it seems obnoxious because you're going to cherish those one day and then to spoil them like they never been spoiled before you know just do all these things it's kind of it's like a human like do all the things that you want to do with them don't you know you don't want to have any regrets like stuff like that um we've been taking we already take a lot of photos of her, but I feel like it's been, like, times 100. I know. I feel like, like I'm saying, I'm savoring every moment I can with her. Yeah, and a lot of you guys are recommending. I know this sounds, like, really, like, very direct and harsh, but a lot of you guys are saying that you euthanized your pets and your babies at home instead of taking them to a to the vet or the hospital. Just that way they can, like, die. die. They can pass away comfortably and go to rest comfortably in their own home and around the people that, you know, they feel comfortable with. I feel like I said to you know, my parents about it. My mom was like, I don't know. Like, you know. It, well, no one wants to think about yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to get to that point. But, I'm like, as it gets closer, I mean, I do want the best for her. And um, I think it's hard, like, doing it. And especially with COVID, like, I don't know how that's going to work because 
Yeah, I know all the appointments she's been taking her to. She, like, when she went to the oncologist, she has, you guys can probably relate to this. Have you taken your dog to the vet or your aunt, your pet? But um, she had to wait in the car. She drops her off and she has to wait in the car until the vet will call her. So it could be hours and she has to wait there. She can't go inside. You can't do all those things. So, yeah, if you're going through a really rough time with your with your little love, you know, little love bug like we are, you, it's hard not to be able to go in there with them and they're just, you feel like they're just in there by themselves. So maybe that's a good option. And, you know, I don't, I yeah. honestly don't want to think about it. I know. We've had our time where we've been, you know, horrible I mean, days. there's been weeks, I mean, these past few weeks, I've cried like for hours. Never before. And I can't, I'm not a crier at all. I cannot, some days I just can't get it together and I'm like crying all day about it. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? I don't cry normally, but... I don't know. It's just I think you think about your like your your family. I know. I'm trying. It's like I want to prepare myself yeah. for it, um, but at the same time, I'm like I don't want to sit here and be like depressed and morose yeah. about it because I want to spend the time enjoying her instead of yeah. being upset about what's to come. And like we're really glad. Like you know, we love Millie. And we're really glad we have Lucy in our lives too because I think it'll make it a little bit easier on us. But um, I know that she can probably sense that. Like I feel bad. I try to keep the attention very even, but I know that all of us like, oh my god, Millie. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, we do spoil her, but I think she and she's really good. She's very carefree. She doesn't like nothing really. Like, affects we see her. nothing bugs her ever. So, and I know a lot of you guys say like, oh, I know getting another dog, and I totally get it because they're never going to be replaced. But it's just to have that you're you know, used to that companion, the companion and that friend. So. I already saw, like, when you guys, I think one of you guys sent me this, or maybe I saw it online, but it was, like, a little, like, a portrait that someone can paint of your dog, and you, they can, you, like, use in that picture, and mm-hmm. they, like, paint it. So I thought that'd be, like, a really nice gift, you know, not that, like, you want to think about that, but it's just, like, a cute little, you know, like, I think part of me, like, how I am with everything, I'm, like, I, do, I think that's why it was so devastated. It's a devastating thing, but, um, you know, there's, unfortunately, we've gone through deaths that are, you know, parents, other things that are just as hard if not harder. And so I know we can make it through. It's just, I don't want to sit here and get negative about it every day. So I try to be positive and be happy that I have this time with her in general, instead of wasting time away, like I said. So, but I think at the same time, that's like how I cope with things as well. I like try to prepare myself for the worst too. So unfortunately that's her passing away. But you know, I know I'm sure a lot of you guys listening are going through really hard times, not necessarily with your pet, but just other things that are really, really tough in life. So we're always here for you guys in spirit and group hug for everyone. So now jumping ahead to like a more positive topic. This is a request that we got on our Instagram to share about. So we figured we'd do it on our podcast. So it was basically how to basically eat healthy at a restaurant when you're ordering when you're ordering out, takeout, or when you're eating inside, which some of you guys probably are now that things are opening up. Um, so I'm gonna kind of do kind of both. I'm gonna do both directions. You guys know that we eat mostly plant-based, but we didn't always eat that way, and we used to eat um, a lot of like lean proteins and stuff. Um, so I'll give kind of tips for both because I feel like people, not everyone listening is doing plant-based, but some of these tips apply generally speaking. So my number one tip would be always look at the menu if you can before you get there, before you pick a plate. Like let's say your friends are like, oh, where should we go? I would say definitely look at the menus, give some options, or if it's already decided for you, browse the menu before. You could be going on a date, you could be going out with your, you know, your boyfriend, your husband, or 
your bestie, your parents, but you're going to be so, in, you know, you want to be like focused and hyper focused on the menu and then you're so hungry, you just pick out the first thing you see because you're going to be starving. I've done that before, but I always, now I always try to look at the menu ahead of time so that I'm kind of prepared. I know things can change with COVID. They might have a limited menu. They might, you might expect, I know that's happened to me. Like I'll try to go order the hummus somewhere and they don't have it or they took away like my favorite entree that I get, but I'm going to provide some tips that you guys can, aside from looking at it, so if you get to the restaurant, if you're looking at the menu at the restaurant or you're looking at the menu um, online before you go, I would always scan the menu and things that I would try to avoid if you're trying to eat healthy, if you're trying to like cheat and like treat yourself to something that you normally don't eat or you're not looking to like stay super healthy, obviously disregard what I'm saying. But as a whole, if you're trying to look at it, I would scan the menu and you want to avoid things that say pan fried, crispy, dipped, breaded, cream, alfredo, or scalloped. Those are all, a lot of them, example, pan fried's obviously self-explanatory. Crispy kind of falls into that category. And then cream alfredo, scalloped, those all usually are, um, have some kind of cream in there. So they definitely have dairy and they're definitely going to be loaded with calories because cream's high in calories. And, um, you know, again, it's fine to do once in a while, but again, the tips, that question was for tips for eating healthy. So I would definitely avoid those. Um, the things you want to go more towards are grilled, steamed, baked, uh, roasted, broiled, seared. Those will be more, I mean, they won't necessarily all be like super low in calories, but they'll usually, instead of being fried and being fried in a ton of oil, they have to use a lot of oil to fry stuff that you probably don't realize. Um, and it all gets absorbed into the food just because it's not like, like, you know, just because it's the batters going in and that's the oil is not super oily in your plate. It's the amount of oil that like got absorbed into that is very high. So you're absorbing a lot of cal. You're taking in a lot of calories through the oil and then it's breaded. So the breading is also super high. Also, if you think that gluten or dairy upsets your stomach, those things all have it. It just doesn't say on there. Some restaurants are putting gluten-free, dairy-free, they're labeling stuff, but um, that's usually the case. So you want to look for that. Another thing you want to do is when you're ordering something, you can always ask for double or triple vegetables. Like, so if your dish, let's say it came with chicken or fish or something and it came with vegetables, you could always say, can I double the vegetables? Or if it came with like a mashed potato or something, you could say, can I do double vegetables instead? Um, you can always order like a lean protein, like a fish, a chicken, um, something like that. And then, you know, look for that on the entrees and then get it with vegetables or something. I always try to start with a salad. Um, I usually get the dressing on the side and we've shown this like a long time ago, but I use my little fork trick, which is basically nothing crazy. You just dip the fork in there and then you kind of like rub it on the lettuce. It saves a lot of calories instead of like um, dousing it all with dressing. I know it tastes way better, but another thing you could do is do oil and balsamic vinegar because those, at least you know, it's just the oil and just the vinegar. They're not putting a ton of sugar or extra. They could be putting um, some ingredients that don't agree with you. Like, I can't do gluten. So they could. there's a lot of dressings that are hidden with dairy or gluten that you're not even sure that it has. Some waitresses and waiters are aware of, like, what's actually in the stuff. So they might tell you, oh, this one has cheese, this one has, you know, dairy in it. But sometimes a lot of the kinds, I know they mean well, but they just can't probably remember everything. And they don't, it doesn't register to them that, that like, I say no dairy and they have cheese all over it. So that leads me into another tip. Always ask how things are prepared. Don't assume, I kind of taught my mom this, don't assume that like whatever you're reading on the menu, oh, that's all it has. Like they should tell you, normally they tell you a salad has this cheese on top, but there's been times they don't say there's cheese on there or they like what I was telling you, the labels of what they say, they're saying, oh, it's um, 
pan seared, whatever, which is fine, but you need to make sure they're not going to, if you want to avoid butter because of your, you know, you have an allergy to dairy or you're trying to avoid dairy altogether, butter is a dairy product and they, nine times out of 10, they add butter and stuff because it makes it taste better. People always want food that tastes good. They always have butter and a ton of salt, which I'm not so, if you're someone that gets very soul with the salt, I would tell them like lower on the salt. But for me, I'm really just trying to avoid, I avoid butter just because of my, I have a very sensitive stomach to oils, um, canola oil and that kind of stuff, which unfortunately they cook with a lot of that. That's not so much of is a big deal. I mean, it does upset my stomach, but I can't, even if I say olive oil, they're probably not really using it. Um, but I would definitely ask how things are prepared because there's a lot of things hidden in there like butter or if you're trying to avoid gluten or you're just trying to avoid certain creams or stuff in there, they will usually put stuff in there without labeling that it's in there. So I would always ask for the dressing on the side and then you can try some of it before it's all over the salad and then usually they douse the salad in there. It tastes good with it, but you're going to save a lot of calories by putting it on the side. And I would also, don't be afraid to ask. I mean, if you ask really nicely and you say, okay, can you please do this? Um, is there any way to do this side of vegetable? Or can I do this instead? They're usually very accommodating. It's all about the way you ask. And um, I've never really had a problem except for maybe a few times where like, no, I won't do that. Um, so I think it never hurts to ask. And as far as like ordering more plant-based, what I usually do is of course, look at the menu first. There's a lot of places will offer. It's becoming more of a common thing that they offer. Plant-based options are vegetarian. And if you guys don't know the difference, vegetarian means that it can include, it has no meat, but they can have eggs and dairy. So they will put cheese on stuff. They will put dairy products. So if you're trying to eat plant-based, just be aware vegetarian doesn't mean plant-based or vegan. It just means that there's no meat. So usually they have that means that they could be plant-based and they could be dairy-free, but not always. So that's where it comes into play to ask. But I'll usually always do like some kind of, if they have a hummus or a guac to start with, and then I'll get that with vegetables. Or if I'm with someone, if you guys can eat gluten, you can get it with pita or something um, to start with. And then I'll usually always get a salad just to fill up on the greens. And so then I'm like starving when the entree comes out. Not that it's like going to like really fill mm -hmm. me up, but like yeah. to get some nutrients in, some raw nutrients in. And then I'll always do some kind of entree. Of course, um, back when I was eating more meats, I would do like a chicken or salmon or something like that with vegetables um, or potatoes or something like that. But now that I don't really eat those as much, I will do some kind of um, vegetable dish if they have like some kind of, I don't know. what, what are, like, vegetable plate. Vegetable plate. Or you can just get like if they have sides of veggies, kind of just say, can I get a side of like this broccoli? A yeah, side so of that's, my, that's my tip. Go to the sides. And baked potatoes. Go to the sides. Way. And if you're like, for example, if you're like at a steakhouse and you're like, well, what do I eat? They always, always have like broccoli, some kind of greens, asparagus. They usually always have like potatoes or baked potatoes. So you could always just kind of make a plate like that. Brussels sprouts, stuff like that. And with the baked potato, I just get everything on the side. I only use the chives and like salt and pepper, but... You know, if you want to add more stuff, that's totally fine. That's just how I order it. Um, and then I think there's, like, and for dessert, like, usually places will have, either they'll have something that's vegan, or you can just ask for, like, fresh fruit. I know it's kind of boring. Or, no, if you're out with some other tip, another takeaway is you guys order one dessert to share. Yeah. That way, each of you guys can get a good few bites, like, really good. And you can get the sweet tooth in. I have a major sweet tooth without feeling like, okay, I have to eat this whole dessert in front of me. Or if you're like me, like I can't stop eating when it's in front of me. So share a dessert. That's always good. Another thing is if you are going to eat something, whether it's healthy or 
more on the unhealthier side, it's always a tip. I haven't really done this personally that much, but I used to, um, where you can get a box and you can take, if it's a huge portion, you can take half of it or a quarter of it to go with you. That way you're not seeing this huge portion in front of you and feeling like me where I'm like, I feel like I have to eat everything. I love, I love food. I love clearing off my plate. So some people are better than others to stop when you're full. But if you're one of those people that can't and you want to order maybe something that's not so healthy, another tip is you could always take some of it to go and you can eat it later, but you're not, eat, eat it like, Box it before you start eating, so or divide it out or something so you don't touch the rest of it. And another thing when ordering out is be careful, be wary of drinks. Like I know drinks are really great; they like put you in a good mood and they taste really good. But just you want to walk, watch out for things that are like um, margaritas are great and so are pina coladas, stuff like that. But they are really high in sugar. So just be careful of that. It's great to treat yourself, but if you're looking like if you're going out to dinner, you're like okay, I want to like stay on the lower side of like caloric intake you want to probably stick with something that's like a more hard alcohol or wine um or like champagne or something like that those are all pretty low lower in carbs and sugar so those are better start when you start getting into these mixed drinks um there's some of them i've been to that are like they're really great they have um like you can see it as cucumber like it will tell you like run it'll tell you exactly what's in there and they might add like simple syrup you can always take that out if you don't mind it if it's not super sweet but or you could leave it but the ones were like a margarita for example it's usually pretty high um especially if they're frozen like stuff like that like again great to treat yourself but if you're looking for something that's like lower calorie i would say stick to wine or you know one glass of wine or um a mixed drink but you can that you know exactly what's in like keep it simple like vodka with something or Fresh fruit like muddled in there is also great or a cucumber or lemons are re really great to like add some different taste to it. But that, those are kind of my takeaways if you're looking to order takeout or eat at a restaurant and um, come out eating a little bit healthier and you're trying to do that. So those are pretty much my tips. And we'll finish off with our favorites and we'll be covering our favorites from the Nordstrom sale. So mine is going to be the Barefoot Dreams throw blanket and they also this year have a cardigan. They're leopards. They're super cute. The blanket that we have is like the light gray and white wear ivory one. It's if you guys are asking if it's worth it, I 100% think so because it's so soft. Lucy loves it. It feels like you're. Oh my god, it's just like so cozy and soft. And it comes in a bunch of different shades, so like it'll match your bedroom or wherever you want your couch or whatever. They have so many different colors. Yeah. Now. And then um, the cardigan they come. I think it comes in four colors and it's the same material. Super cute, but so I would cozy. size down. It's kind of big. So mine are kind of cliche, but the Spanx for leather leggings. And if you guys followed me back in the fall or the winter, you guys know I wear them so much. I love all of their stuff, but they have a few stuff on sale. But number one would be the Spanx for leather leggings. I have the petite length, and I would say if you're five four and under, I would definitely get the petite because they do they do run pretty long. And I for sizing, I have both the extra small and the small. And I've kind of mentioned this before, but I kind of have both sizes because I can wear both. If you guys are around my size, you can wear both or it's true to size. They just fit a little more snug because they're the Sphinx brand, so they're trying to suck you in, especially in the waist. So if you're someone that gets pretty bloated, I would recommend sizing up in that sense because they do they will be more tight and um, tighter in the waist to just the way the fabric is but I can wear most sizes it just if you're they're a little tight on you like if I wear the extra small sometimes the fabric kind of roll down if I'm feeling more bloated that day but other than that the fit is not it's not like they're like super loose if you get the small if you're normally extra small 
You could always, like Alexa's saying, order both sizes, try them on while they're on sale, and then return one eventually. I think, you know, you have a while to return them. So you could try both and see what you like. Um, but I love wearing them with, like, leggings. I mean, they are leggings with sweaters, oversized sweaters, booties, sneakers. Um, you can wear them to travel, run errands, anything like that. You can switch them up so much because they're black. They just, like, literally go with everything. So that would be my number one takeaway. Yeah, so that is all we have for this episode Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. It would mean so much to us. We love hearing from you guys. And also, if you have any podcast topics you guys want to hear, anything you want to hear us talk about and blab about forever, just send us a message on Instagram at alexis.bellbell or at samanthabellbell, and we'll talk to you guys soon.